on the last episode of Dice Funk. Elias uh, sort of says out towards the devil, so it seems that would be best for you to just return from whence you came. Fox tips backwards and into the pit. Fox falling back while Mage's hand holds onto the sword in his neck. Plus two, rapier. Wounds it causes do not heal. Is it because you're not a wyvern anymore? I've had like an animal in my brain for years now. Well, now you can do whatever you want to do. I know where Isaac and Judy are. And then I grab some other herbs from my secret compartment. Faith will only take you so far, you know? And when there's no money or food, sometimes uh, you have to make tough choices. You giving Jem your whip, your vine? Yeah, my, my scorpion whip. You're like literally giving me a part of your faith in your culture and maybe you you don't got you don't gotta make it a big thing gosh (laughs) and then he starts blushing and you guys are ready to take off in the airships of Allah Kuatoa right below you the violet one is engaged in some naval warfare as it tries to get to where it thinks you guys are Kuatoa are clambering up all around it trying to get on the staff of MacGuffin Uh, I'll call it Alona's Bane is what I'll call it can't we shoot mother with cannons? But either, but either way, the harpoons can create basically very quickly create ropes that are sturdy for them to climb up. Father, he yes. skins people alive for a living. Okay, you can make your own judgment calls on his morality. But Hunter, wait! No, don't listen to him. A giant harpoon slams into Father, and it actually hits him because it's coming from above, and basically blasts him through the deck. Yeah, you spin the ship around and start heading towards the portal, and as you do, there is the sound of Mother breaking through the surface. Something fundamental of the universe does not allow it to happen, and it starts to unravel. It just smashes back into the ocean and disappears. And also the Violet One comes apart at the seams and collapses into the ocean, and the Kuoto are scattered below you as you guys escape. Drop looks wistfully at the sinking wreckage and whispers to himself, I'm gonna miss those pickles. Austin, yeah. how does the property tax system in Lorelei go? <laughs> like, how does that work? I'm just imagining that, that over the course of the campaign that, that property values have probably significantly dropped. Yeah, that's that's next season is all the economic fallout of this. So wh- right. what does it do to insurance premiums? How does currency mm. uh, inflate or deflate? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the interest rate? It's like a whole... A day in the life of the ombudsman? Actually, uh, spoilers, next season, Leon is going to play an actuary. It's the new class we invented. Um, this isn't even a good joke. We should start the episode, huh? Dice Funk Season 3, The Comptroller Chronicles. I don't know how much of that's worth keeping in. None of it. None of it. Uh, but the way I envision this episode kind of going is the first half is the journey to the portal to the Feywild, where you guys kind of finish up any interpersonal stuff you have. There are some conversations that probably need to happen, and then you guys confront welch and then next episode finale probably mm-hmm. confront zavala although of course there's always the chance that you all decide to commit harry carry or shoot yourself out of the cannons or <laughs> whatever i think you're being really optimistic about this timeline i am yeah it's one of my flaws really optimistic i also look at it this way johnny's the one with the hard stop so if drop dies <laughs> that frees us up it's a little late but it's an option um so so help me God, Austin, if I do yeah. die and it looks like you just killed me off to get the episodes done faster, <laughs> there will be a reckoning. 
<laughs> Does that sound like something I would do? Yes. Owned. All right, so let's start uh, where the last episode left off, which is you guys are making your way downtown flying fast <laughs> in the airship Zavala, the tarnished gold airship, formerly the Glitter Gold 6, if you remember all the way back to like episode two when this thing's origins were explained. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I bet. There are 13 people on the ship now, if I'm counting correctly. Uh, the player characters, Lavinia, Elias, Drop, and Violet. Mm-hmm. And the NPCs, Tusk the Orc, Sheriff K the Kenku, Sildiel the Eladrin, Joan the Drow, Professor Chance the Tiefling, Hunter the Kuatoa, Lita the Kobold, Sherry the Knoll, and Shaythane the Elf. Am I missing anybody? Is that everybody? Is that our final team? What a diverse group of cool cats. <laughs> so that's where you guys are. Uh, a lot of people were very badly injured in the last episode. Drop was nearly disemboweled. Yep. Lita had her leg broken. Sherry is unconscious for reasons that aren't quite clear to everybody yet. But there's, but probably the opening scene of this is uh, everybody talking <laughs> on the deck, being like, mm. "And here's what happened to me." And oh, no way! It's been yeah, it's been so crazy. And in the background, Violet's just flying. <laughs> So I have a list here of conversations I think should happen, but you guys, of course, can volunteer any that you are champing at the bit to do. Does anybody have a place you want to start? Because there's a lot. There's a lot to do. You're such a crowdfunding DM. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I'm happy with just kind of hearing ones that you want to start off with. Out of if you had any in particular that you wanted to go with. Yeah. So I think one of the first things everyone notices is that Lita and Joan are avoiding each other. Joan sees Lita's leg is broken, obviously, but everyone's rushing around. Lavinia is casting cure wounds on people. Drop is a hot nurse, as we've established. So people are getting medical attention, and Joan probably just slinks off below deck. And I know Elias wanted to talk to her about his new sword. Mm. And perhaps just kind of take the temperature of her, just emotionally. Mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty natural place to start. Yeah, Elias will follow Joan as she goes below deck and into... Uh, whatever quarters that she ends up going into. Yeah, you guys aren't set up in the Zavala yet. So like all of this, none of this is your stuff. And right. <laughs> she's, she just kind of goes into a cabin. I'm sorry we couldn't save Fox. <laughs> I had to get the Russian accent back. <laughs> I don't know why I do these things to myself. He was very stubborn. That is true. <laughs> uh, well, it was less that he was stubborn and more that whatever was possessing him was being stubborn. I have long since made peace with the fact that he must die. So now I do not feel sad. It is sad, but it was inevitable. In addition to that, um, I suppose it's good to know that he likely is dead after where he was being dragged off to. Because while they took while they took Fox, I made sure they didn't take this. As Elisa draws out Joan's uh, rapier from she has it in for the regard. Oh, you've brought Boris back to me. <laughs> it has been so long. Yes. You mentioned it the first time we came across Fox and complained that we never recovered it. So I suppose the proper thing would be to return this back to its owner. Well, it is a priceless heirloom of my family and my culture and my people, but uh, I never was very good with it. I carried it to to a lot of executions and a lot of boring state dinners. I don't think 
it would be best utilized in my hands. I have to admit that at the same time, it's it would probably raise a number of eyebrows for someone like me to be wielding a very, very drow weapon, as it were. Yes, <laughs> things are going to happen very quickly when we get to the Feywild, and I do not know how that will turn out, but I trust that, that your skill will win the day. At least just nods and returns the sword back to its sheath before he crosses his arms for a moment in thought, and then asks, so are you going to talk to Lita at all about, well, anything? Uh, perhaps we may not have much more time. Given how fast things will move, if you're not ready now, and you're not ready within the next day or so, you might never be ready. We're both long-lived, and I recognize that moving in a hasteful manner is uncharacteristic of us. So you're telling me I should take inspiration from our little leaf and just attempt unlikely charismatic maneuvers. It doesn't necessarily have to be charismatic, but if there's anything that you'd want to clarify, air out, or what have you, this is probably the last chance you'll have. Hmm. At least the last chance that we can be assured that we have. Oh no, has the student become the master? Are you teaching me now? Mm, Not so much that. I'm simply recognizing my own temporal debt winding down and being aware that I may not have a chance to see my father or other people I care about back at home, so I might as well make the most that I have with the people that are immediately around me Mm. before we try to do what we plan on doing. Yes, there is nothing like the looming specter of death to urge you on to drastic action. That is how we got in this situation, if you'll recall. That is true. (laughs) It also puts into sharp focus why humans and other short-lived species run as they do in seemingly foolish errands with headstrong assurance. Maybe it's not assurance that drives them, but desperation. Maybe, but that does not explain Violet. She Unicorns live for millennia, and she is just <laughs> incorrigible. Explain that, book boy. Zealotness <laughs> presents itself in many forms, sometimes through divine inspiration and sometimes through self-assuredness. Unfounded, well-founded, doesn't seem to matter. Yes, no one could ever accuse her of not having confidence. (laughs) Sometimes confidence is all that we have. Hmm. I will do my best to summon the courage required to have a very awkward conversation. (laughs) Thank you. I assure you the conversation will not get any less awkward as the time draws near. Now I'm going to go and make sure that Violet doesn't crash us into a mountain or something. (laughs) Yes. Someone must watch her at all times. We must take shifts. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. I think the next most natural conversation would be uh, Drop and Shayathane, who probably are clambering to have some sort of interaction, besides the breathless exchange of Stickomythia in the last episode. Stickomythia? Yeah. What? You guys don't know what that means? It's. Th- I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the rapid fire conversation drop and Shayathane had. Just go just listen to the last episode. 
I did listen. I just didn't know what that word meant. Never mind. It's a dial. It's a quick dialogue with like two people who give each other like alternating like retorts. Oh, okay. I did not know that. You think I would? Oh well. Uh, how's drop? Are his organs on the inside? Uh, so far. Okay. But the night is young. <laughs> it is dice funk after all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We love our organs here. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you and Shayathane find each other on the mm-hmm. deck of the Zavala. Through the crowd. Yeah. There's all 13 people on this ship. It's like Times Square. Yeah. And half of them are all talking in Austin Yorsky voice. <laughs> I know. Weird, right? Somebody somebody calls my name and I turn around and go, Tusk? Sildiel? <laughs> Sheriff K? Joan? <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you open the conversation or does she, you think? Uh, that's a, that's a very drop response. <laughs> I don't I don't know that he would. So drops just sitting in the corner. There'd be some eye contact, but I don't know that. Like you know, maybe he's messing with the bagpipes. All right, so Jop is being a buff wallflower, <laughs> just standing in the corner fiddling with his instrument, and there's nothing to read into that <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Shayathane walks over and she says, "How's it? How's it hanging, Goodwood?" More than a little difficult lately. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, you got something peeking out there. Well, you might want to push that back in. Drop just kind of like checks his wounds. Do you know how to? Do you know how to make your body whole yet? It's really useful. Just get your body, like, really whole. Yeah, yeah. Monk, it makes a body whole. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I had to, uh, I had to, I had to use it um, when we were dealing with Fox. The, um, the, the, uh. Goblin. The angry little goblin. (laughs) Sword in his neck. Yeah, we've met. Trying to stick ya. Yeah, I was there, Goodwood. Mm Mm-hmm, I remember. I feel like you had some stories you wanted to tell me. Uh, yeah. Uh, we know about we know about the Gesh. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter. I'm hearing a lot of things. Seems like mm. you guys have got yourself caught up in something of cosmic proportions. It'll end one way or another. We'll see how. Not quite accepting the inevitability of the universe there, Goodwood. I don't really, it's not really our universe, is it? I mean, not right now. And I gotta be honest with you, that kind of bothers me. Because I'm okay with things falling where they may. When the systems are predictable, and, and the wheel turns, and time goes on, and, you know, things change, but maybe not that much. I'm I'm okay with that, but, you know... Whoever this Zavala character is, he they kind of stepped in my lunch. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. So, yeah, I, you know, like, maybe we're all going to die, or maybe all of this is supposed to be fixed one way or another, but whoever Zavala is, they, they don't belong here. They're not supposed to be doing what they're doing. It's, it isn't right. So is this personal, or is are you trying to write the universe? It just... I sort of feel like there are rules. Not like 
Not like big rules. Not rules like nobody's allowed to drink seawater. <laughs> I mean, you can you can do that if you want. I just mean rules like when something's working just fine, leave it alone. To try and paint an entire plane of existence as prey as is something to be hunted and exploited. Nothing comes of that. There's no death begetting new life, no no new strands and threads of, of, of stories and fate. It's just nothing. So you and your you and your friends are gonna bring the rules back? Back to Lorelei, back to the whole prime material plane? Oh, I don't know if we're gonna bring it back. Uh, that might be something that we can't do all together, but we can try and stop it from getting any worse, at least. And you're okay with that, with all of your training, of all, everything I've taught you? I'll do my best. You know, like I said, if we die, we die. If we don't, we don't. I'm, I'm kind of getting used to that. <laughs> Sorry about your staff. Things are always temporary. I just, <laughs> I was just more interested in the story. I spent a long time... Staring into the black cloud of nothing and hearing evil whispering could have done with a little, just a just a little something to occupy my my time. Mm. Yeah, that can't have been good. Yeah, I'm also sorry I stole your ticket. But if you hadn't, I don't know. Me neither. Yeah. Just in retrospect, it seems a mean thing to do. I don't even know why. It just sort of like. It was like something pushed me to do it. <laughs> I mean, everyone focuses on the accepting death part of our order, but there's a, there's the other half, too. So when there's something to fight for, you got to fight for it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how far that gets me. It's gotten me this far. I always thought that you represented that half of the order better than I could. Even when everybody said... That you were cursed, and that you would be the death of all of us. I thought, Goodwood? Little, sad, sniveling Goodwood? With all the, the can't even fall off a building, right? <laughs> Goodwood? That guy? Nah. He's, he's a fighter. I can fall off a building just fine now. <laughs> You've had a lot of practice falling. More than I thought I would need. But you, but you got up, and you're here. You're as up as you can be, she says, <laughs> gesturing around to the sky. Drop smiles and a, like, a cut on his face kind of, like, cracks open and bleeds a little bit. He goes, <laughs> ah, yeah, up. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, so listeners know, that's, like, the only time that Drop has smiled in this entire campaign. Yay. <laughs> There's a fast motion montage of every shot of the entire series with Drop's face, like, <laughs> like <laughs> for months, and he never smiles once until yeah. now. Every single time, it's been like finger guns and things like that. No, just like dead eyes. That's it. So, and he finally smiles, and it immediately hurts him. <laughs> yeah, and it immediately causes him to bleed. Oh gosh. She just shakes her head and just uh <laughs> and sits down and just says, "So uh tell me, tell me about all about your story. Tell me about how you lost my stick." Should we should we do this in dialogue or no. you know, should we should we just like the the like the camera kind of like pulls yeah. back. Well, it all started on a Tuesday. And then the sound starts to fade when Drop says, "Well, it all started when Elias was going to die." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Iris wipe. Yeah. George Lucas style. Yeah, there we go. It all started when I made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, on Tatooine. Lavinia, I think you have a letter to deliver? Yes. That's me. That is you. Last time I checked, at least. Wait, is it you? I'd like to think so, but you know. So, where's my dad? He's just dadding about, doing dad stuff. Where that dad, though? <laughs> what that dad do? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get the Kuatoa goo off of his feathers. The Kuatoa are slimy people, and feathers are just c- quite a pain to maintain. Hey, Dad, need some help with the goo, I guess? <laughs> what is that? Listen, Vinny, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> do you have a towel? Uh, I... Oh, God. I have a thing for you. Yeah? It's not a towel. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like a towel. It's a letter from Dad. Other Dad. His face just immediately drops like the jokester Dad. Dad jokes face. Aww. And he uh he basically takes he takes it from you with the excitement. Yeah, they were. I went to see them, and they were uh all getting on the boat. About to go. I left Jim with them to help. I mean, he knows because everybody's been talking that Jem is a serial killer who stabbed Drop in the back. So it's a, a lot of looks cross his face. Yep. She's not a she's not a dragon anymore. I removed the dragon from her. I, I did not remove the serial killer from her. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, he reads the letter, and there's a whole a whole concept album of emotion that happens on his beak. You see. <laughs> sadness and happiness and worry and hope and then he spends like 10 solid seconds wiggling his eyebrows just like wiggle 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 you know what i'm saying oh god oh dad (laughs) dad please (laughs) dad no (laughs) he says so who is who is left um not a lot yeah he says here that people started abandoning Spira, not long after we left, there just wasn't any food or... Can't blame them. They were probably hungry. At least one Jeff was left. I think it was... Was it all right, Jeff? There's so many Jeffs. Yeah, I mean, he kind of just is pretty much always accommodating, you know? Yeah, he's all right. Shitty Jeff was gone, right? Probably. Hopefully. I didn't see him, but I mean, I don't think he would have been helping. He probably would have been being shitty somewhere. God, I hate that guy. Pretty shitty. What else does it say? You looked concerned. Is everything okay? I know you guys don't like to tell me things. Just what's been happening in the village and just their plans and just personal stuff. I just hope once this is all over, we can uh, get everybody back together and go back to the way things were, you know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can go back to Spira, but if we can't, we can all like live on a boat together <laughs> or something. I mean, buckets still exist. We can, <laughs> we can get rid of the water, right? I don't think that's how it works. Where you, you just bucket it back to where it already was. <laughs> Dad. Let's, we, let's ask the professor. He probably knows. Oh, my God. Sometimes you're so dad and I can't deal with it. Thanks. But how are you doing with all this goo? Are, are you <laughs> actually okay? I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, I'm fine. You guys did a really good job getting us off that ship. Did you see that thing? That was That was a disgusting sea monster. Yeah, well, it is like the mishmash of like a bajillion different gods squished together. So, yeah, it's it's not dead, right? Like that was just part of it. Uh, I don't think I feel like it was very large. It probably just like lost a tentacle or something. Yeah, that that's the vibe I got from it. 
in case anybody was wondering. That's a shame, man. It would have been great if we could destroy it just by getting it to surface once. That would have been convenient, huh? Yeah. What was up with all, like, how did all the Kuotoa find you so fast? Well, I mean, they've been following us for a while. They were clinging to Mother, I guess. They were just, like, all over it. Wait, they were, like, riding the monster? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's their god, so. You would think it would eat them, too. I don't think they were bleeding. Fair. Okay. Good point. And I think probably what what made it come after us, because it's never done that before, right? Like, nobody's ever seen it do something like that. I think it might have just been just, like, the sheer volume of Kuotoa all around and connected to their weird subconscious thing, right? And their subconscious desire to keep us from leaving. Yeah. I'm just glad Hunter didn't get stuck behind. Is that dude dead? The one Violet shot? <laughs> you think he's dead? I don't know. He was very hefty. <laughs> but he did get harpooned in the chest, so... We'll probably find out next season. Yeah. I've seen how these TV shows go. Yeah, he didn't He didn't die on screen, so I'm not confident he's done. Right. <laughs> I guess that's the Kuotoa's problem. They're weird, right? Like, I feel kind of bad for them. Yeah, no, their whole scene seemed pretty fucking shitty. They just kind of want someone to love them, and the only people in positions of authority are awful. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping I can get their god situation back to normal, too. Have you thought about trying to convert them to Alonaism? Do you think they'd be into trees? I don't think they would be into trees. Oh, man. If I thought they'd be into trees, then yeah. I'd try, but they're very fishy people, because they're literally fish. I just That would really boost our numbers. Dad. <laughs> Look, <laughs> gotta make collections. Dad. Nobody's tithing. <laughs> Ugh, religion jokes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you have a, a good line to send the scene off? No. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, you just Hunter runs like between you guys across the ship, like jabbering, and he's found whatever food that they keep on the Zavala, and he's trying to eat it all before everyone can stop him. And I was like, yeah, same. Yeah, he's very hungry. Everyone's very hungry. Shay Thane and Lita haven't eaten in who knows how long, and Sherry's still unconscious. Oh, I should go help Sherry. Yeah, that'll probably be a group scene. Yeah. In the meantime, Violet. Yes. Nobody likes you. <laughs> you have no friends and you're unloved. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so mean. I mean, have you have you endeared yourself to any characters? Yes, I think I think Violet and Drop have had a lot of moments together. They're like they're like That's Johnny. He's your actual IRL meat space friend. <laughs> I mean, by virtue of having previously been a unicorn, Vinny still likes her. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't counting the player characters. I'm just trying to think of an NPC you might be interested in talking to. I think if anybody wants to approach you, it's probably Lita, because she is the kind of mechanical genius. She reprogrammed the Modrons. She built herself the armor she's always seen in. And you're the ship lady. You're driving ships. So she thinks maybe you guys <laughs> She thinks maybe you guys have that in common. And so she tries to chat you up about it because she's awkwardly putting off talking to Joan. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, what do you think of the, the torque on these ball bearings and you're just like (laughs) and you're just like i i turned the ship (laughs) 
Okay, I only get to speak for me. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, come up, come up with a better joke then, Leon. There is no joke. She, she, Violet is actually looking kind of like worried right now. Uh huh. She's kind of looking off into the distance, and uh, she like half half acknowledges uh, Lita, who just walked by, and said, "Yeah, ball twerk." <laughs> you okay there? I don't know because. I think we're going back to the Feywild, and that's what I wanted ever ever since things turned sour here. I just wanted to go back home because this was a mistake, like, from Jump Street, really. And then I got turned into a human, which seems cool, except now that I'm going back to the Feywild, I don't know what the other unicorns are going to say about it, or will be welcomed back into unicorn society because... Here's the secret about unicorns. We think we're the best, and everyone else is just hot garbage. <laughs> so I don't know what uh, my mother and my father are going to say. I don't know what the rest of my family is going to say. I don't know what all my unicorn friends are going to say. I love that Leon can't even keep his own backstory straight, because one of his parents is definitely dead. Nah. It's 100% the words you spoke <laughs> on this program. Also, unicorns don't really have society. They all each kind of patrol their own forest. You're a forest cop. It's not the point. I clearly have friends. Butterscotch is dead, right? Yeah. Or uh. something. <laughs> I feel like Leon's going to lose his talking privileges. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was six months ago, and it hasn't been referenced since. Yeah, I've put as much effort into incorporating your guys' backstories as you did into writing them. Okay. I felt like that was fair. Okay, that's fair, but... This is such a sidetrack. Yeah. If you guys could, like, stop dunking me. I can't. You're like an Oreo. I'm just... I can't stop dunking you in this milk. All right. So you... (laughs) So you forget that your mom is dead. (laughs) Where does that conversation go? Violet is very upset because she doesn't know what the rest of like the people that she knows in the Feywild are going to say to her now that she is basically an alien. <laughs> yeah, and remember the time difference means for however long it feels for you, yeah. it's been a different amount for them. So that's going to be weird. Yeah. Lita really doesn't know how to comfort you. She doesn't know you really, but yeah, she seems like she's like sitting there trying to think of something to say. And after a couple of awkward moments, she says, so the ship... That ship was named after you? The Violet One? Yeah. Well, I was the captain, and I just kind of decided. I don't think we put it to a vote. Wait, we did, and I won. But, yeah, it's in the bottom of the sea now. I think a monster ate it. A monster called Mother. Or something collapsed on it. Look. You guys set it on fire and shot it full of holes. Yeah, I shot I shot it. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I bring to the table. You know, I'm a sailor. I can do ships. And then I killed my ship with my name on it. I hope that's not ominous. <laughs> Foreshadowing? I just picture that there's going to be a good section of the postmortem, which is just going to be Leon and Austin yelling at each other. Yeah, but it's going to be like that, that good will-they-won't-they they tension that everybody <laughs> craves. She says to you, we just kind of named this ship back when we thought the voice was helping us. Mm-hmm. So it feels weird to have its name on the ship now when we're on our way to kill it. Yeah, I I encountered Zafala. I want to say it, but I guess I don't want to like be rude. But it, you know, spoke to me, 
and tried to get me to like sign the gash, but I wasn't having any of that. And that's why I look like this, because someone had to like transmogrify me back to life. Who, who incidentally, we are also going to kill. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot of enemies. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it is weird. We're flying on a ship to kill Zavala, and it's called Zavala, and I'm here because of Welsh, and we're going to kill Welsh. And you know what? I just really wish things weren't so complicated. <laughs> because when I was in the Feywild and I was a unicorn, everything was basically just, show up! And everyone will stop doing bad things, because you're a unicorn. And now everything's all topsy-turvy. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be anymore. Violet presses a bunch of buttons, but sadly. Would it cheer you up if we called this ship the Violet too? Because I don't really want it to be called the Zavala anymore, and you just lost your ship. If we survive, we can call it the Violet too. <laughs> okay, that'll be our little reward for ourselves. It's our little cheat day. <laughs> yeah, that that's that that'll be like um you know something to motivate me you know besides not dying. All right, so I'm gonna go have a agonizing conversation with an ex. Try not to lean on that button; it's gonna kill us all. Get off it! Get off it! Thank you. <laughs> all right, I like it. Push the blue one. That fixes the air conditioning. It's really hot in. It's really hot down in the cabins. Violet does that. Okay. I was I was fucking with you. Air conditioning hasn't been invented yet. Bye, loser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that was Austin. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, never mind. We can talk about this post-show. But um, Butternut Squash uh, Unicorn is not dead. She was transformed into a ghost <laughs> by a poison spell. She's not dead. She's just between worlds. So I was right. Transformed into a ghost is that, that, wait 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 wait. Transformed into a ghost is a type of light used in a kids show yeah. to explain why people are ghosts now without acknowledging that they died. It's, it's like she got sent to the shadow zone. <laughs> the point is, she's not dead. I was right because that didn't make any sense in my head. So I looked at my notes. No, she was transformed into a ghost, and that does not mean she's dead. That was me making a joke, but she's alive. <laughs> She's just a ghost. That was Butterscotch, right? Or was your dad Butterscotch? Her name is Butter. Her name is Butternut Squash Unicorn, and her oh, father- Butternut Squash. Yes, That's and the father is named Big John Stud Unicorn. <laughs> Not only do I hate all of that, but I feel like everyone listening just now just like realized or came to, like or remembered perhaps uh-huh. that your backstory is the witch you traded your powers to turned your mom into a ghost. So hey, right? We're not only trying to get. Alona's Bane, the spear staff from Welch. We're also, I guess, trying to avenge your ghost mother. Right. I feel like that should have come up at some point. No, I know. By the way, thanks for defending me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having my back, like, one of my best friends. (laughs) Listen. I know. I know. (laughs) So we got to keep this train rolling. So I think... Please. Down... In one of the cabins, uh, Sherry is beginning to wake up. Everybody who wants to be there can be there. Mm-hmm. While everyone goes down to, to check on that situation, I think Professor Chance pulls Elias aside. Mm. Okay. And he, he wants to have a conversation with you while that's happening. So we'll do that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, Drop and Lavinia, do you want to be there? Yeah. Yes. But Drop is eating a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Vinny and Hunter are holding hands. They're holding ham sandwiches? We're holding hands, and then on our other hands, we're holding sandwiches. You're holding hams. Got one hand free. 
Everybody has sandwiches. It's a really sauce-heavy sandwich. God. <laughs> Mine has tofu. I hope everybody's enjoying this break from the last couple of episodes of just violent brutality. So, uh, Dr. Sherry the Knoll begins to wake up while everyone is gathered around here, and she's she's in a daze. Is she coming out of a haze, but she's doing just fine? Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of good parody lyrics, but it's just not coming. It's not happening. Oh. Well, f- feel free to edit them in afterwards if you come up yeah. with any, because I'd like to stretch that. <laughs> okay. Um, gotta gotta lie down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys all just stare at her and try to think of funny killers parody lyrics. Um, after a while, she kind of comes to a state of lucidity and says, "Uh, hi, y'all. Sherry, are you okay? Uh, I I've been better. Fair. How do I get here? Who?" What are you all doing? I don't know half of you. Lunch. Do you want a sandwich? I would like as many sandwiches as you have. I am famished. Drop drop goes to get some sandwiches. (laughs) Okay. Drop, you go to get some sandwiches, and you pass Professor Chance and Elias in the hallway. And Professor Chance is talking to Elias. I think you catch some of it. He says to Elias, Now, I didn't know who to bring this up with, and you seem like the person most qualified to make these kind of decisions, but I've been practicing and perfecting this spell mm-hmm. that's gonna gonna utilize Alona's Bane and an item from Zavala's plane or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I can definitely do it. If you guys get Alona's Bane, I can get you there. The bad news is whoever we have to get the material from is probably not going to survive the spell. You mean... The, the the person you would need to get the thing from Zavala. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been talking about the lizard lady and her cool eye. Right. If that's what you guys are going with, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think you're probably the one who's going to have to be the one to break it to her. The rest of your friends are cool, but I don't know that they would handle it with the diplomacy required. Also, your mom, I'm not allowed to talk to your mom anymore, so. That's understandable. <laughs> I think there's probably one other person I would need to have talk to Lita about that if we were going to go that route. I just thought you should know, because when we get to Welch, I'll bind her to the plane. You guys can have at her. You get me the staff. I'll just cast the spell on it, and then all you need to do is touch an item with it from that plane. So like it's, you know, it's a point and shoot. It's a set it and forget it kind of thing. Pretty simple. It's just I assume you guys are going to want to tell the person involved that they're sacrificing themselves for you i will see what i can do but thank you for this information professor chance okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go float around it's pretty fun you should try it it's good i'll keep that in mind i guess for now i have other things to worry about now all right peace (laughs) and he floats away from this before he can get any worse um back in the room sherry is gobbling down sandwiches that drop brought her does anybody want to break it to her that her brother is dead? Hey, Sherry. Hi. I've got some bad news. It's been a pretty bad day. I don't know if it can get any worse. Oh, geez. I mean, you can try. I'm going to get up close to her while she's eating her sandwiches, and I'm going to pet, like, her nog or something. <laughs> she actually has kind of a, a food insecurity reaction. I don't know if you're 
Lauren, you probably know about like animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. She's like eating, and you re- reach out, and she like she flinches. Oh, I'm not. I don't need your sandwiches. I just want to pet your dog. Uh, sorry. Sometimes I just can't help myself. No, it's okay. If it makes you feel any better, I don't eat meat anyway. I mean, more f- more for me. Exactly. Um. So Sherry. Um. Uh. Fox got possessed, and uh. Uh. The 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 thing that possessed him uh took him to hell with it, and he's dead. I'm sorry. There's just a lot of silence. We did everything we could to try and save him. There was magic and stuff, but in the end, we couldn't get him out of there. I'm sorry. I I don't know what what to say. You don't have to say anything. I just thought you should know. Maybe, Maybe we deserve this. Well, I don't think that. I don't think you guys deserved it. You weren't. Nobody deserves to, to die. Really? I mean, okay. <laughs> I think everybody deserves to die, child. We all do eventually. Well, yeah, but not like that. Listen, do you need more sandwiches? Uh, if if you don't mind. You need to be alone with the sandwiches. <laughs> if maybe if you could just take me to where the sandwiches are. Okay. That would speed this process along. Okay, come on, let's go to the sandwich factory. Okay, who's making? Is is it Tusk who's making the very bad? He, as established, he cannot cook. He had Guy as his personal chef before that coup happened. Nah, nah, Drop was making sandwiches. Okay. Can you guys work together? Can you guys have a, a fun buddy chef situation going on? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. He's wearing a goofy hat though. Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. I do think at some point, uh, Lita probably takes Elias aside. Everyone keeps taking Elias aside because he's they're the one. He's everyone knows he's the one who can like handle these things. And Lita says to Elias, "Can you just keep an eye on Sherry? I think she's probably good for now because she's got the sandwiches. But before Fox lost it, she had one of her episodes, and uh, that's what happened to our our beholder." Just so we're clear, they're crab sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Elias nods and says, "I will. I'll keep an eye on Sherry for now. That's that's fine. Okay. Is there anything in particular that you would like me to comfort her or just chat with her about? No, it's just. I mean, we're going into a delicate situation. It seems, and I think you should probably be aware mm-hmm. that she does her best, but she is still a knoll." at heart and uh mm. they're prone to fits and rages and uh especially when they're hungry she just uh sometimes can't contain it we had to basically knock her out before she ate all of us mm. i see i understand uh one of your friends has firsthand experience with that well as far as i can tell it's effectively secondhand experience yeah i guess so huh given how things played out. Um, Lita, I have something to ask of you. Yeah. I know that things seem to be a bit complicated between you and you and Amber. (laughs) I'm still not used to people calling her Joan. It's weird. That's why I made a point. So I, I don't know what's going to happen in the coming days. 
there are some tough decisions that have to be made, and there's a good likelihood that some, if not all of us, aren't going to make it out of all of this. But I, I think it might be appropriate to at least uh, not necessarily reconcile things, but at least just talk with her. <laughs> you're the you're the one they call book boy, right? Yes, that is what she calls me. She has a tendency to not call people by their actual names. I've Yeah, believe me. <laughs> she has a quite an imagination with the nicknames. Not sure if that's a drow thing or if that's just a her thing. Yeah, I I think that's a her thing. The drow are strange creatures to me, especially after what I saw down in the Cascades. <laughs> she gets a look in her eye like, "Yeah, that is where I had the worst months of my life there's something else that i might need to talk to you about i've been informed by our tiefling friend professor chance that there is a complication with a spell that he needs to use to get us to zavala yeah i don't really know anything about magic i can i can help build something you you want armor I... there's nothing elias just shakes his head what would be required is nothing that you can build what is required is using something that comes from the same plane that Zavala resides in and using that as a component of the spell to create the portal. Maybe I'm not following. Magic isn't my thing. Do you want to just be like really, bl- really blunt and just kind of spell it out for me? Your eye, Lita. Yeah. What about it? I can see your bones, by the way. That's well enough. I didn't know if it was the right time to bring it up. Your eye came as a result of an interaction with Zavala. It comes from the plane Zavala resides from, and therefore it can be used as a means to get us to Zavala. So you want it? I mean, Sherry got the zombie plant, Fox can punch through steel, and I have true sight and x-ray vision, which is, it always felt like I kind of got the raw end of the deal there, but if you want it... I The only problem is... As far as I can tell, using it as part of the spell will it will likely kill you. Oh. And I and I hate having to ask anyone to do something like this in this way, but I suppose the only options we would have to get to Zavala would be you or not, or you or Sherry. I, f- I want to say yes. I want to help. And I want, I want to fix things. That's all I've wanted for the longest time. I know that's what, that's what all of you have wanted. But I also worry that even if I say yes, when the time comes, I might have a hard time sticking with that. I have, I haven't survived this long by being easy to pin down. I don't doubt that, Lita. Armor, you know. Mm-hmm. I, as far as you can tell, you're the all all of you, the Black Hearts as a whole, have been able to be resilient for so long in your efforts to fix things, to stop sacrifices for being necessary, and to try to fix things when complications arose and and i can't guarantee this route is going to guarantee that everything is fixed but 
the only way we have that I can see of addressing any of it is through the source, through the sacrifice itself. Look, when the time comes, you do what you need to do. I can't promise you that I won't lose my nerve. But if you don't, then what needs to be done gets done. I understand. In the meantime, if you and Joan could talk and perhaps get some closure before we do this, it would probably make me feel a little bit less uneasy about the whole thing. Though, this is not an easy decision to make. Thanks, book boy. She pats you on the shoulder as she starts to walk down below deck. At least just sort of like slumps back against the wall and just lets out a sigh. Why, why does all this end up falling at me right now? Why am I the only confident person that everyone comes to for these things? <laughs> all right, so while Joan and Lita are having a tough conversation below the deck, I think everyone else starts to gather near the bow of the ship because off in the distance, the portal has been spotted. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a tear in the very fabric of space and time. It just looks like someone took a knife and just cut the sky open. But like a dull knife, right? So not like not like clean cuts where it'd be like, you know, you know when someone buys a pair of jeans and they're like uh-huh. pre-mutilated and you're like, mm, how much money did you pay for somebody to cut those jeans? But then like <laughs> when somebody actually like tears their jeans, it's like, God, you just wrecked a perfectly good pair of pants. I, I would say that the sky looks like wow. it's cut open with a, a, a subtle knife, if you will. No. Bitch! <laughs> okay, I almost got away with it. The portal doesn't really look like anything. Like, it's not doing anything. It's just kind of hanging there in an unnatural and kind of unnerving phenomena that none of you are, like, comfortable with because it just looks so weird. All right. Violet gets close, but and but then kind of, like, looks to the rest of... Uh the party and says okay so just so i don't kill us all (laughs) am i driving the ship right in or do we have a a a less um a less um uh forward plan or or are we like diving in and leaving the ship hovering next to it i need to know exactly what we're doing so i don't kill us all it it might be a good idea to pull up to the side first so we can look in because if it's in the air right i don't want to jump in and fall a few hundred feet that makes sense I, that's what that's why i'm asking uh, Elias <laughs> asked professor chance the portal should just drop us off in the air within the feywild correct uh the prime material is an echo of the feywild they're a uh, parallel so like places that are in one are in the other but but different drop grumbles to himself you're an echo he got me there everybody you see that he got me boom <laughs> but if this if it's in the sky here it should be in the sky there I, w- I would say there's a very high likelihood of course a lot of these things are up to the whims of the sealy court okay so you never can tell they're a mischievous rambunctious bunch but uh i've spent my whole life studying these things and okay well then in that case we should not jump and we should just we should just fly in. Yeah, it it's it's very large, but yeah. it's not very wide. Right. It looks like if you could push through it, but it's not made of anything. It's so it's kind of trippy. Okay. Um, at this point, Joan and Lita come up from below deck, and as they emerge, yep. they see people turn and look at them, and they like quickly kind of take a step apart as if they weren't holding hands as they were walking back up, and then they just kind of try to join the rest of you. All right. 
and there's just a shot of everybody standing on the deck in front of this giant portal. Everybody except for Violet, who's up by the yeah. steering wheel. And so if anybody has anything to say, this is it. This is the moment. Sildiel reminds you guys that, like, hey, once we cross over, the clock is ticking from here on out. We have to be at our best, at our strongest, at our fastest, at our smartest. There's no do-overs. There's no take-backs. If anybody has anything they want to say or do, now's the time. I think I got something. Yeah? All right. Tell me what you think. (laughs) No, no. Coming out of my haze, and I've been doing just fine, gotta gotta lie down because I took a fall. It started out as a gesh. How did it get in my flesh? It was only a gesh. It was only a gesh. Now I'm falling asleep, and drops bringing me crab. Fox fell into the smoke, and I feel really drab. Now they're talking about death, and my stomach is sick, and it's all in my head, but drops a really good chef now. He can slice the bread now. Feed me more. <laughs> That's it. Everyone go home. I hope your audacity crashed. (laughs) You're a treasure, Johnny. That was, that was, that was, I'll give that a a C plus squared. A C plus squared. Oh. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) There are literally tears in my eyes. While while Drop recites that, Hunter pulls on your hand, Lavinia, and like looks up at you like, what has happened? <laughs> Everyone is very laugh. I can I enjoy a laugh? <laughs> yes. He he just nods. Thank you. I enjoy yes. a laugh. <laughs> All right. Oh well, Violet wants to go in, but like, do I need to do a vehicle proficiency check, or can I just say I'm pressing the button to go? Just slide it in gently. No. Then then then, then that's what I do. Violet presses all the buttons at the same time and then says, portal ho! And then we go real fast towards it because she didn't think that she didn't know what all the buttons would do, but it made the ship go really fast. And then she really just blasts right into the portal. Drop holds on to something. (laughs) Yeah, Violet should have said hold on, but she didn't. Everybody goes sprawling. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Kobayashi Maru. (laughs) Everyone just flailing around as all the control panels explode. Violet, you send yeah. the airship Zavala into the Feywild. Cool. And the first thing everyone notices is that it's very bright. Yep. How does it smell? See, I think you're trying to be funny, but actually you notice an immediate increase in your all of your sensory perception. You smell everything sharper. Like just even you're in the sky, but you smell dirt. And you smell trees and acorns and you smell squirrels. It's just like everything is powerful. I can't imagine that squirrels smell that good, though. He's a little gamey, <laughs> but he's doing his best. <laughs> like, you're just overwhelmed all at once. Like, everybody, even the people who are from the Feywild, aren't quite used to it because they've been spending time in the prime material. So, like, everyone covers their eyes and it's just like, right. wow, you hear things clear. You hear the trickle of the stream. You hear birds in the sky. Just, like, loud and clear. Yeah, so so then the first thing that Drop says is, oh, oh my god, I can smell everything. (laughs) Oh, it's medieval times. We don't really have hygiene. It's bad. (laughs) You can can taste just, like, the air for the first time. It's in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot for everybody. Vinny's gonna turn to Kay and go, Dad, can we move here? (laughs) 
he he, he like opens his mouth to make a dad joke and then he realizes like yeah maybe like if spear is oh well we have to bring the tree well, let's video write this write that down <laughs> we'll have to bring it back and we'll have to talk about this because this place is crazy um you guys find yourself in the crystal clear blue sky um above a rolling pastoral landscape of forests the size and scope of which you've never seen before it's like you're emerging from like a ps1 game into a ps4 game it's just like everything's just so much sharper and clearer somebody cranked the anti-aliasing up huh like when you get new glasses i can't relate to that but i i imagine that's similar you can see the leaves. I hear that's a thing. Like when you don't have the right prescription, trees just kind of look like green blobs. But now you see the leaves when you get the right prescription. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, that's accurate. It's like that, but for everything. And cool. it's beautiful nice. and overwhelming and magnificent. And it smells. <laughs> yes, it does a little bit. Um, I think, Elias, you notice uh, your mother like misting up a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's just looking around and she's just thrilled to be back home. And uh, after you guys are all spend a minute just admiring the majesty of the Feywild, Violet, you recognize where you are. Yep. <laughs> Violet goes. <gasps> you're you're not far from Unicornicopia. Yep. Violet is tempted to just like find people she knows, but then she's like, "No, I'm on a mission. I gotta kill someone." I think. Speaking of which, uh. <laughs> Professor Chance knows where you need to go, right? I mean, we've talked about this. There are two places that Welsh would probably be. One would just be in Mithrandain, tearing it to the ground, like she's been planning the whole time. Or the other is the mirror of where she left from. I guess the question is, yeah, how, how well, so we're closest to... Yeah, if if only we knew where she, like, made her lair or where she teleported from. Don't we? You, I'm, One person 100% knows and has been there. Oh my god. Nudge, nudge. We're just gonna sit here and wait until I guess they figure it out. It's, um... Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm literally right here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see how Violet would know... How do I put this? I, she would know where Unicornicopia is, but I don't see how she would know whether Welsh is there or in the other place. Oh my god. You'll know where you got portaled from. Yeah, you know where Welch is because that's where you got portaled from. Welch would still be there. That's that's the other place she could be. The other place would be Mithrandain. So, but what I'm saying is, Austin said Welch could be one of those two places. What I'm saying is, I wouldn't know which one it is. We could check where we're closest to because we're already in a cornucopia, which is in the Cascades, which is where Welch's lair is. All right, that's the implication. You're not far from Unicornicopia. So you still have to travel, but. It, it, we're closer to it than Mithrandain. Yep, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, then we can go there. <laughs> I love you, Leon. Take us there, mighty steed. We're going there. <laughs> I was always a bigger fan of Unicorn Dogacopia. What does that even mean? It's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. It's like when unicorns have corn dogs for horns. Oh my god. That's a strong image. Yeah. Uh, Violet, you fly the airship in the direction of Unicornicopia. You know how to get there. Everybody, everybody has to start getting ready if you guys are gonna if you're gonna do this thing, huh? Do we need a montage? Yeah, just like if anybody wants to make any preparations or do anything, just let me know. Violet says, um, "Just to be clear, 
So um, I understand we need to, you know, put the hurt on Welch the Blue. But do we need anything from Welch the Blue? Because I don't want to just start cutting heads off if we if we need Welsh for something. We just need the weapon, right? We just need Alona's Bane. That's all we need. Okay, we just we just need the weapon. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, so we don't we, so don't break it in half. Got it. That's that's basically what I need to know. Please don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. So Violet, uh, after a tense couple of hours of you flying and everybody's getting ready, getting their weapons ready, uh, everybody saying their goodbyes and their tender farewell hugs in case things go wrong. Uh, you find yourself on the edge of Unicornicopia mm-hmm. and you know the basic area where Welch's lair was. Mm-hmm. How do you want to do this? Narrate to me. Violet says, if we park really close, Welch might know we're coming because we're in an airship and it's really loud. So maybe we should park just a little bit further away and then and then basically uh, make a mad dash there. I mean, you're over a huge, enormous forest. There really isn't anywhere to put it down. Oh. Mm. I remember every second. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, we can't just leave it idle in the air. Lita can pilot the ship. Yeah, not everybody's going. All right. Don't crash it. She said, I, I think I've been flying those, these a little bit longer than you, probably. That's That's fair. All right. Just don't want to break another ship. So I guess Lita takes the wheel from you. Who's going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Is Hunter going? Hunter will follow Lavinia if if she wants. Hunter likes going with Lavinia. Yes, because he's my good, good fish boy. All right. Any other NPCs you guys want to bring? Elias will look to his mother and ask, do you want to stay here, mother, or do you want to take care of one more hag for the sake of Mithrin Dane? She says, I wouldn't miss it. I didn't think so. <laughs> Dad, stay here and keep an eye on Sherry because just keep feeding her sandwiches. Sherry's like, I do like sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Shea Thane? Should we, should we let her behind? She says, uh, I defer to your judgment drop. I sort of, I sort of feel like bringing all the combat classes along would be maybe overlooking the possibility that something might go wrong back on the ship. Uh, while you guys are deliberating, Kay fires a harpoon straight down into the forest. Dad! I've made a ladder. <laughs> Dad. Thanks. Thanks. I'm comf- I'm okay with leaving Shayathane behind. Just in case anything goes, like, wonky. Shayathane puts a hand on your shoulder and gives you a squeeze and says, mm-hmm. I think I'm supposed to wish you good luck, but I don't know if luck is really a thing we should be relying on between the two of us, Drop. Drop pats her on the shoulder and says, watch the bird man. He likes to throw people off boats. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Pro tip. Thank you. <laughs> Drop just runs to the edge of the ship and, and just hauls off. Yeah. <laughs> you do a slow fall. Everyone else has to climb and you're waiting when they get down there. Yeah. But yeah, Hunter and Sildi, I'll go with you guys. Everyone else stays on the ship. You guys are now in the forest. There is a small stream that's babbling by you. And Violet is the only one who's been here before, so. Oh, so many trees. Well, Violet knows the knows would know the way, so she says, "Okay, guys, it's this way. Be careful." Survival check. Great. Hey, everyone. Is that all of us? No. An hour and a half in, we're gonna roll something. All right. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get the achievement for doing a whole episode without a roll. 
achievement de- denied. And again, Austin, is it just is it just Violet for the survival check? Yes, Violet's the only one who's been here. She's the only one who would have any flame of reference. I got a 19, so yeah. Nice. So you know that the source of the water goes right by mm-hmm. the cave that Welch lives in. So you just follow the stream. All right. So you guys do that. And then as you walk up it, you see ahead of you a humble little cave opening that goes into the grotto. Welch's house. Violet, you've been inside there. It's yeah. Ursula's den from The Little Mermaid. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's just what it is. Yep. So Violet says, I'm coming, ghost mom. <laughs> now we're really leaning on this, huh? Yep, yep. We're going to have to. All right. What do you guys do? I'm, I'm going in, like, carefully, and then when I see her, I'm going to cut her head off. That's my plan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> going to sneak in? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we should we should probably do a stealth check. All right. I'm down with stealth checks. That way we can just jump her. 16, 14, that's good. Oh, no. Oh. I rolled a natural one. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have even tried. <laughs> Never, under any circumstance, recommend a group roll. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I usually scout ahead. So Drop and Violet kind of sneak up ahead pretty pretty well. When Elias, you spot just a magnificent butterfly. <laughs> It is just a prime specimen, just the most beautiful butterfree ass motherfucker in the entire forest. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I step on like a twig. Nope. You bump into Lavinia, who bumps into Violet, who bumps into Drop, and then you guys all have a comical domino effect into Welch's lair. <laughs> you land on the dirt floor and you see an empty lair. And after a beat where you guys all look around, laying on the ground, waiting for an ambush or something, you hear a metallic bang from inside the cauldron that sits in the middle of the lair. Mm-hmm. As if something struck the inside. Violet says, food. <laughs> I'm going to open it. I mean, I mean, it's not closed. It's just a, it's just an open cauldron. All right. She's going to look at it. Okay. Then yeah, let's have a moment where we all just kind of like peer over the lid. <laughs> so you guys all dust yourself <laughs> off, walk over to the cauldron and peer in. Yeah. And inside this cauldron, you see a small cowering figure who oh, you have startled and bumped their head on the inside of the cauldron. It is a smallish, blue-skinned, scaled humanoid with webbed fingers and toes. Does it go la, 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 la? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, good. But Violet, you have seen this figure before. Ah! I have? Yes, you have. Oh, great. <laughs> Last, when you were looking for Welch in the flashback episode, episode 11, right? you encountered a, a person in the forest who pointed you in the direction of this lair, and it was this figure. Alrighty. And it says, Ah, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> okay. We're here for Welch. Uh... You saw her, she came by, and she grabbed some stuff, and then she turned into a, an Eladrin and left. She teleported away. That's what you saw. Do I say that now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just in here looking for stuff, and she came here, and she took a bunch of stuff, and then she turned into one of you, and I point at Elias, and then she left. Uh, I didn't do anything. Well, that sounds like... Back to the ship! <laughs> Elias just starts running. Uh, Sildi else like doesn't immediately start off. She just like looks at the rest of you. And goes, "Who the hell is this?" Hi, 
I'm Jorah. I live in the swamp. No time for exposition, Mom. Yeah, Violet's like, this was a waste of time, and I'm sorry I brought us here, and then she leaves. Gotta go. Bye. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I I was, like, hinted at that we should come here by an unknown voice. <laughs> so you guys all tear ass out of Welch's lair, leaving behind <laughs> Dora the Nixie, who is thoroughly confused. And you guys scramble back up the rope. And uh, everybody's pan- when you guys they see you coming up the rope, they're like, "What happened? What happened? What happened?" And you're like, "Nothing. Go, go, go." Doesn't matter. Let's just go to v- Mithrandane. There was a blue thing, but it could die in a pot for all I care. It looks like we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> Violet, you throw yourself behind the wheel and you punch it. And Sildiel says, "So are we just gonna fly into Mithrandane? Like we're out. We're out of time. Does that mean like we have to get to the Arch Mages before she does? Right?" <sighs> Yes, that does seem like what it's going to be. I can only think of two options here. Like, we land the ship outside and try to sneak in. But, I mean, some of us are orcs and drow and kobolds and gnolls, which would make that hard. The other option, which sounds crazy, but maybe crazy enough to work, is to just land the airship Zavala on the Autumn Palace. <sighs> well, Do it! Let's, let's do it. Let's just, let's just get in there and fuck everyone's shit up. Uh... Uh, I, I'd say it's time to make a lavish homecoming, then. All right, so you turn in the direction of Mithrandane, um, and everyone's on edge as you are flying as fast as this thing will go. And in the distance, you see on the horizon, mind-blowing city. You've never seen anything like this before, like technologically, just in sheer scale. The buildings touch the sky. They seem to be made of what to you is futuristic materials, and they the, the place has a huge wall that you'd think would be just impossible to breach. It is just the most opulent city that you can conceive of. Violet, you've heard of this, obviously, because you live in the Feywild, but you've never seen it. It's like you're an, you're like an Arkansas boy and seeing the Big Apple for the first time. <laughs> I like that voice. Back in the Great Depression. It's just, <laughs> it's mind-blowing. But I think Elias and Sildiel uh, feel a mixture of emotions as you have their homecoming of sorts as you see it. But... The largest building, Sildiel points out to you, Violet, the Autumn Palace, where the Archmages sit in all their deliberations and in all their power, is impossible to miss. And she just points at it and she says, the Archmages have really cracked down on magic use, so I don't think we're going to encounter too heavy of resistance. We have to be ready for anything. So, Violet, we're all counting on you. Oh, great. Vehicle proficiency check. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> oh no! It's a five. All right. <laughs> Even oh god, you're 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 gonna do this to my city, aren't you, Austin? So as the airship Zavala <laughs> passes over the outer wall of Mithrandane, the city breaks out into a furor, as you might imagine. Airships are a new invention on another plane. You guys may as well have showed up in a UFO. (laughs) And the city immediately goes berserk as you make a beeline for their capital building. And as you approach it at mock speed to get there as fast as possible to stop the witch, Welch the Blue, from destroying it and getting away with the only thing you can use to stop Mm -hmm. the entity that is threatening the multiverse, you see four robed Eladrin carrying ornate magic casting staffs 
come out of a hatch and onto the roof of the autumn palace to watch you as you come in and (laughs) at your speed and with your five roll you are unable to react in time as the four figures point their staffs at you and fire four enormous spells at you one geyser of fire one ray of ice one lightning bolt and one silver column of pure force when you say at you do you mean the ship or me i mean they tear through (laughs) the zavala and the ship begins to come apart as you bring it down on the roof of the autumn palace (sighs) ta-da i set my sail fly the wind it will take me Back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me. I'm coming home, sweet home. I see yourself. remix for our theme music including tears and rain an arrangement of seattle from deus ex invisible war dream meter mix an arrangement of lavender town theme from pokemon and Akid pella an arrangement of setting sail coming home from bastion executive producers for dice funk for the month of february 2017 are kirsten haslinger Extellaris, joseph timbrello andrew grothen jade the church of orphanax arjun de Koning, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Sevarden Akrosimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene T, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Avis, Dylan, Anna Stulfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, Ingmar Gremen, and Paul Mullen. If you want to help support the show, you can join this list at patreon.com slash austinyorski, or you could help support Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. If you want to help indirectly, you can always find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, or YouTube and like, subscribe, or leave a comment. We just want to thank everybody out there for all your support as we near the end game of Season 2. So remember to begin preparing your questions for the postmortem, which we will record the week after the finale. You'll be able to send those questions to me at twitter.com slash or you can post them in the fan forums at thefunkyshack.boards.net. Just be warned that that place is very horny and not safe for work.